everybody. We're back from our break. Um, I'm going to launch right into a story that did actually happen to me. It's not otherworldly, but Ugh. it is a mystery. Nice change <laughs> yeah. of pace for once. Yeah, I know. Nobody's going to get too scared just yet. But it is a mystery that I still haven't solved. And we thought it went well with the uh, the episode of Outlander we just talked about. So this, um, this happened to me a few years ago. I was living in D.C., and uh, I think that Sherlock show was just coming out. And I'm a huge Sherlock Holmes fan, just like really into it. And I finally just decided to splurge and order hard copies of the complete stories. And the, the kind that I bought comes in two different, in two different volumes, right? So there are these big hardback uh, books, but there are two different ones. So I ordered them from two different booksellers online. So the books were going to come to my house in two separate packages, just to give you kind of a picture of what that, my house and everything. So I lived in a historic row house that had two units. The top unit had four bedrooms. That's the one I lived in. And then there was a basement unit that had two bedrooms. Um, and so the mail carriers would just drop the boxes off like on our porch. We never had them stolen, surprisingly. Um, but yeah, so it was just kind of like you'd come home and there'd be boxes there. So. I came home from work one day and I see two boxes of like the same size and proportion and everything sitting on my porch. So I thought, oh, hell yeah, they both came on the same day. This is really cool. It was like geeking out pretty hard. Um, so I take them inside without really looking at the labels at all. And I open the first one and it's like the hardback copy of volume one. It's like, fuck yeah, this is sweet. Um, and I go to open the second one and then I, I stop because the label, the mailing address label, was like typed by a typewriter, which it's, you know, it's like, okay, booksellers, maybe they're, I don't know, a little old timey, a little weird. Maybe that's just how they do business. Um, usually when I've purchased things, it's like a pretty like computerized version of that sort of thing. This was clearly a typewriter, but I thought, okay, maybe they just have like a look, right? But then I also realized they didn't have a return address, which I thought was very strange. There wasn't like a, um, you know, like a logo or anything like that. And I figure if you're trying to do business, you always want your packages to have that kind of stuff on it just for any sort of advertising yeah. on its way from the bookseller to your house. But I just decided, you know, whatever. These people are strangers. They might be totally weird. It might be a dude, like, living in his mom's basement. He just had, like, a brand-new copy of Sherlock Holmes. Fine. Okay. But I still was a little put off. So I start to open the book cautiously, right, just, like, lip lifting the flaps kind of with my... um letter opener like one by one who's in the box um and i knew right away it wasn't it wasn't the book oh what's in the box inside the box was a plastic igloo cooler bag do you know what those look like yeah 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 it was like 1980s teal and pink like just bright teal with pink like a like a little handle and like the logo was written in this bright pink um, What's in the fucking box? And it was just weird. There wasn't a paper. There was no note, no anything, right? So I opened the cooler bag, kind of gingerly opened the flap. And the only thing inside were unwrapped fruit lifesavers, like fruity lifesavers, the candy, <laughs> unwrapped. <laughs> and then like a dingy paper towel, right? So immediately, this was kind of, I mean, it wasn't that long ago, so it wasn't around the anthrax scare, but I still kind of had a moment where I was like, ugh, maybe somebody put anthrax in here. Like, I'm going to I'm gonna throw this outside. So I pick it up, run it, take it out to the curb, 
and then thought better of it, like, you know, what if I actually die from anthrax poisoning? Better, uh, better take this back inside. Yeah, <laughs> so that's, that... <laughs> that's what you want to do. <laughs> so the cops can, tra- you know, track my death path or whatever, right? Um, <clears throat> so I take, it, I take it through the house and then put it, we had like a porch in the back. So it wasn't inside, but it wasn't... Um, wasn't away. So after that, you know, I kept the box like on that back porch. Just kept it there. The glue cooler bag was inside. I emailed the booksellers to see if they had sent it to me by mistake. No, neither of them had. Um, my brothers, who both lived in the neighborhood at the time, I figured, okay, maybe one of them pranked me. This is like the stupidest prank, but maybe no, neither of them had. And I do believe them actually. Um, as friends and family, like maybe somebody sent it to me. And honestly, I'm not entirely sure that it was actually sent through the mail because mm-hmm. I can't remember if it had the stickers on it. Ah. Um, <clears throat> so it might've just been somebody left, left it on my porch, but eventually I, I did get volume two. I have both of those still. Um, but I've never figured out what happened, why I got it or how. Weird. And I didn't die of it. And it was, it was addressed to you, right? Like the tight yeah. thing was, Oh, oh yeah. Yep. Huh. Spelled correctly and everything. Yeah, that would definitely creep me out, actually. Like, I wouldn't like that at all. Yeah. No, I... Yeah. Yeah, and I told my brother, who makes fun of me for being a Sherlock Holmes fan, because he's never read them and he has no clue. I mean, some um, of them are really good. But, I, I haven't read all of them, but... Oh, they're... Yeah, some of them are, are clunkers, but they're good. No, but I told him about it, right? And Because I was making sure that he didn't prank me, and he, he just said that it was my first clue for a mystery. <laughs> But it wasn't because it never solved anything. Well, maybe you were just really bad at. <laughs> maybe right. that was supposed to lead you to the second one, and you're just really bad at it. Okay, no. Well, he asked me if I cut open the bag to make sure it wasn't lined with money, and I was just like, "Man, Sherlock Holmes would never have me as a partner because I just threw it away." Whatever, man. I mean, unless you have like a full hazmat suit, I wouldn't fucking <laughs> pry pry any deeper into that thing. No, I didn't. But nothing, yeah, nothing happened to me physically. Unless I did die and I just don't know and maybe I'm a ghost. Oh, my God. This podcast would make so much more sense. <laughs> right. So if you have any theories, I'd be curious. You can think yeah, about it. That's super weird. I, I don't like that yeah. one bit. Mm-hmm. I can't I mean, believe I hadn't told you like, that. I it knew you. It like a kind of prank that someone would do. Because like, mm-hmm. that seems like the kind of thing that you or I might do to someone if they mentioned liking lifesavers or whatever, like, right. you know, like mailing corn to someone, like the, the thought of that, yeah. like, <laughs> right. And, yeah. so, but I wonder I, I, someone, if that was what it was, you'd think someone would have taken credit for it by now. I've been like, damn dude, I got you for like five years. <laughs> like, <laughs> I would hope so. Yeah. yeah. Nothing. I mean, and it's not like I have a collection of igloo cooler bags. Well, you know? listeners, if, if anyone out there <laughs> no. knows, uh, Please, please come forward. We want to. I thought you were gonna tell them to send me a Google. Oh well, yeah, do that too. Everybody, <laughs> do that too. Nightmares. Yeah. Uh, no, but uh, call us. Call us up at at five 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 Castle Lingus, <laughs> and we'll get you on the air, and we can we can get down to the the bottom of this mystery. Or they could email us. Oh right, which is a real thing. The phone. Yeah, you could actually right. do this. Yeah. Yes, that's true. Uh, info at castlelingus.com, or if you have a ghost story to submit, ghosts at castlelingus.com. Excellent. Um, Anyway, yeah, I'd love to hear anybody's theories or your theory, but... Yeah, please call our toll-free tip line because... (laughs) It's my personal mystery, and I don't think I'll ever solve it. You know what? It might be the person that sent it to me is collecting money for the Jacobite cause, and I just Mm. didn't know that they do it in igloo cooler bags. Because you you don't speak the Gallic. 
We don't speak Gaelic. 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 I think the Scottish version is Gaelic. I see. Gaelic. Gaelic. Okay. (laughs) So that's mine. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't have anything else. It's just a mystery. All right. Well, that was really great. Um, well, then I will go, if that's yes, okay. Please. Yes, please. Of course. Uh, <laughs> uh, so this, this story is not one of my convent ones or one of my regular house ones. It's about a beach house. Uh, <clears throat> anyway, here we go. When I was younger, my parents co-owned a condo in Ocean City, Maryland with my grandparents. Um, so we would go there a lot, like pretty much every weekend in the summer and lots of weekends during the rest of the year. Um, but we'd never go at the same time as my grandparents. Um, I mean, maybe that happened once or twice, but generally not. Um, so my grandparents had the master bedroom and bathroom and my parents, my brother and I would share the other bedroom and the living room. And that would be kind of where we would sleep and spend our time. Uh, and we all slept on fold out couches and stuff like that. Like we didn't, you know, um, the condo was, it was only one story. Like it was one floor, like a big, you know, it was like a two bedroom apartment or something, but it was up on the second story of the building above another unit. Um, but the way that they were laid out, like we each had our own individual courtyards that we could enter into. And then we would walk up wooden stairs from the courtyard up to a little deck that ran along the length of the entire exterior wall of the unit. Mm -hmm. Um, and so you could enter the condo from the door at the end of the deck, which was the main in and out door or through these two sliding glass doors on the deck that went into the living room and into my grandparents' bedroom, the master bedroom. Um, my grandparents' bedroom also had a second television in it. So when we were older and wanted to watch something other than what my parents were watching, my brother and I were allowed to go in there and watch TV. Um, and we would generally kind of sit on the floor as, so as to not get our like grimy little kid bodies on their bedding. <laughs> um, and, you know, and that was cool. It was fine. And so one summer, um, I don't remember how old I was. I, I feel like I was like 10 or 11, maybe 12. I, I feel, like I want to say it was around the time that Twister was out on video. Um, sweet. Yeah. It was I, great, great you know, time I have a, I, Yeah, I have a memory of like getting that from the library at home and watching <laughs> it uh, that this same summer. And mm-hmm. we had gotten into a habit of like pitching a tent, like a little two-person tent in the attic of my parents' house. Um, and so we'd sleep in there, like stay up and watch movies or have friends come over and hang out in the tent, you know, which just felt cool. Um, totally. So our parents let us set it up in my grandparents' bedroom at the beach house one weekend. Um, and so we had to like move the bed over uh, so that it would fit. And then we placed the tent in between the bed and these sliding mirrored doors that were on their large closet in the bedroom. Um, and so the entrance flap was facing the TV so that we could sit in the tent and watch TV until we fell asleep, um, which was like a dream come true. Mm-hmm. Um, and so at night, to get the fold-out couch down that my parents would sleep on in the living room. Um, They had to move the coffee table into my grandparents' room, and so they pushed that in there, too. And this weekend, at this time in my life, we, my brother and I had pet hamsters, so the the hamsters went on top of the coffee table, um, and we could see them in their cages and stuff. Um, So I I don't remember uh, exactly what we were watching that night, but I know that we stayed up pretty late, um, and I actually probably fell asleep watching TV before my brother fell asleep and I don't really remember falling asleep either Um, but what I do remember is that I woke up in the middle of the night inside the tent and the room seemed like really bright um, for the middle of the night and it was probably like two or three in the morning like pretty late you know and and I think at that age the latest we stayed up was like 11 or maybe midnight so this was a couple hours after we'd fallen asleep 
Um, and you know, it's like the middle of the night and it's dark then. And light was just kind of streaming in through the sliding glass doors from the deck and then reflecting off the large sliding mirror doors of the closet. So it was really bright, um, for the nighttime. Um, and so from inside the tent, I could really only see light and, and any shadows that were kind of cast upon the nylon skin of the tent. Mm-hmm. And I distinctly noticed the shadow cast by the hamster wheel in one of the cages. And I laid there looking at it for a few minutes in silence. I noticed my brother was asleep also um, with his head at the opposite end towards the closed flap. Like, so he, we were head to toe um, and his head was down by the opening of the tent and my head was up at the other end. Um, and I remember feeling kind of this deep, unnerved feeling at the moment. Um, you know, it's just, it's the tiny hours of the morning when the world is really dark and all of a sudden um, the hamster wheel started to spin, but I didn't notice, you know, a little blob of a shadow where the hamster should be on it. And it didn't really help my, my feeling really uncomfortable when that started happening. <laughs> um, so as the wheel spun faster and faster, audibly squeaking, the light in the room grew brighter until it reached a peak and then seemed to fade back a bit. Still bright enough to catch shadows, cast shadows, but um, darker, I think, than when I'd first awoken. And I felt really afraid. I remember wondering if someone was out on the deck trying to break in, pointing a flashlight into the window or something like that. You know, would they smash through the glass door and try to rob the master bedroom while we were in there because no one was in the bed and they thought it was empty? You know, these kinds of thoughts. Um, But the glass never broke and the door and the to the deck never opened, which makes what happened next all the more terrifying. As my mind raced and I thought about all these scenarios, a shadow began to take shape on the skin of the tent. Whatever was casting it moved from the side of the room where the sliding glass doors were toward the tent. The shadow's form became more defined. It looked very like a very tall, thin person, and it was coming closer to the tent. As it moved, its head cocked slightly from side to side, kind of like a bird or something. Struck uh, silent with abject terror, I panicked. Should I scream? Maybe, but I couldn't. Instead, I pulled the sleeping bag up further and further, hoping that if whatever it was decided to open the tent, maybe it wouldn't see me and it would move on. But before I had completely covered my head, the shadow grew larger and larger as the thing moved closer and closer. Once it was in front of the tent, close enough to open the flap, but continuing to move around towards the other side, I pulled the sleeping bag up over my head and shut my eyes as tight as I could. I didn't fall asleep for a long time after that, but I didn't open them again until morning. I laid in that sleeping bag for probably an hour or more before I finally fell back to sleep, wondering what was happening, what was going to happen, and feeling so terrified that over 20 years later, I still get chills when I'm trying to remember the details. When morning came, I peeked out of my sleeping bag and felt instantly relieved in the safety of daylight. I was still tired, so I went back to bed again for another hour or so. As I dozed off, I remember thinking that, of course, it was probably just my dad walking around in the bedroom to check on us, nothing more. That didn't explain how come I didn't see his shadow enter the room from the hallway side and walk in front of the tent on the way to the sliding glass doors, which is where I originally saw the shadow come from, or what the light had been, or why the hamster wheel had been spinning furiously, maybe by itself, but it made the most sense. It was probably just my imagination, so I didn't mention anything to my brother when we were both awake. When I was eating my breakfast and my dad got out of the shower and came into the kitchen to make himself a bowl of cereal, I asked him casually if he'd been up the night uh, before, and he said, no, why? I, you know, kind of muttered something under my breath and finished my breakfast and tried to forget about the whole ordeal, deciding to spend the subsequent night in the room with my parents on the pull-out couch. 
And I did forget about that night for the most part, more and more each year, until about 15 or so years later, during that conversation that I mentioned last time about the paranormal with my brother and our mother's cousin, Eric. And it turned out that in addition to the red-haired boy, my brother had also shared this experience with me without us ever realizing that we both experienced it at the same time. He was also awake that night, although I didn't know it because we couldn't see each other's faces since we were sleeping head-to-toe in sleeping bags. And as we discussed what had happened, we both got chills realizing that we could corroborate the details all these years later and that there was definitely no way it was just a dream. Mm. Yeah, that's still... um, I don't know. I feel like I didn't do a great job of telling it because I went kind of back and forth between just straight up trying to read it and then to try to make it more like I'm just telling the story. (laughs) And that kind of fucked me up. But that is... Like, I wrote... I sat down to write that out for myself and was getting scared. Like, in my apartment (laughs) with my family here, like, Mm -hmm. I felt, like, afraid, like, trying to remember that. And I actually sent it to my brother and got his edits because I wanted to make sure that I was, you know, remembering it right. Mm -hmm. Although, uh, on the one hand, I guess I shouldn't, maybe I shouldn't do that because the the bulk of it is me telling it from my perspective. And then we find out later that we both, you know, and so whatever. Mm -hmm. But, but, you know, I, I, I like to do that just to make sure and... And he kind of said the same thing, like, this is not fun to read about this because that was really scary. Like, that was terrifying uh, as a kid, and it still is. Like, if that happened to me today, like, I I went camping in 2008, I think, Mm -hmm. for the first time in a long time, and it was terrifying because just being in that same tent, I think I have, like, a sort of... Like any time I hear the a same noise. tent. Yeah, we still have the tent. I slept in oh it. Oh my god! Yeah, as recently as two thousand eight. Maybe after that you, too. You should burn it. <laughs> Just straight up burn it. I can't believe you use the same one, and that your parents still live still live in that house with that red haired boy. Like, well, they don't have the beach condo anymore, thank God. Uh yeah. Because I'm way more scared of the shadow than than the red haired boy. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm scared of all of it, but well, sure. <laughs> I that red haired boy. But yeah, the shadow. So have you and your brother talked about what you thought it could be? I mean, so that night that we talked about it with my uncle Eric, so he was more talking or not uncle. I say uncle, but he's not. He's like my mom's cousin or whatever, which Mm -hmm. I don't know what that makes him to us, but he's Mm -hmm. like an uncle. Mm -hmm. Um, Anyway, he was like talking more about aliens and stuff. And so that's I don't know. I mean, it's. Like, it sounds almost like a classic alien thing. Like, there's a bright light, and then an alien mm-hmm. walks in. But what the fuck is an alien doing walking around? Like, I don't know. <laughs> it seems kind of <laughs> random. Uh, but, you yeah. know, who knows? I don't know. Like, could be. Yeah, yeah the hamster weird. wheel. I couldn't, I didn't remember that part of it. Oh, I, that was like, that is vivid <laughs> to me as part of this yeah. whole experience. Like, just that wheel spinning and squeaking and, like, yeah. being like, what the fuck? And then yeah. as I'm, like, getting scared... And then there's the light gets brighter and then it gets dim. And I'm like, okay, maybe that's yeah. over. And then it's not at all. And it gets no. way scarier. <laughs> like, <laughs> no. Yeah. You have a friend. Oh, did you tell your parents about it? No, no. I I don't know why I didn't. Um, but like neither of us talked about it. Like David, I David, mean, uh, my brother didn't talk about it either. Uh, I don't know. They, they were there like the night that we were talking about it with my, with our uh, cousin, uncle and, but I don't know, you know, I don't know if we ever mentioned it to them. And, and yeah, that would actually be interesting to to talk to them. And I mean, not that it would be hard to remember when it was, 
But mm-hmm. maybe, I mean, maybe they would remember because we only really took the tent there like one time. So they might remember specifically that weekend and like, mm-hmm. maybe my dad was fucking with us or maybe he sleepwalked. Like, I remember thinking that like, oh, maybe my dad mm. sleepwalked. Like he went outside or and, something? Yeah. And like, we never knew that he slept. No. So that's the thing too, though. Unless he had, unless he had walked into the room a long time before when it was dark and was like just sitting in there. <laughs> And then, because yeah. like the sh- like the shadow came from the outsides, like the the right. exterior wall side, but the door never opened. Like I never heard the sliding door open. Yeah, and it came into the room. It wasn't like it was outside. Right. Oh. Uh, well, I don't or know. The maybe it could have been. That it... I mean, it seemed like it was moving closer to the tent, but maybe if it was like, I don't know. Like maybe it could have been outside, but just getting closer and closer to the window. So it seemed like it was coming towards the tent, Mm -hmm. but I almost feel like in the moment I could tell it was in the room. Like I, like like you could hear, Mm. I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) It was very, very Mm. scary. And it's so funny because like, why didn't I just yell, you know, like why didn't, like maybe I wouldn't have been able to, but like, I don't know. Like I just, I don't know why my, my like best idea was like, Oh, I'll hide under the sleeping bag Mm -hmm. and it'll be fine. Like, like, was I hoping that it would, like, eat my brother first? Like, oh, it'll open the tent and see him, and I'll be fucking solid. You'll like, be good. Yeah. It might get full before it even yeah, right, tries right. to look in here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, I don't know. It's uh, just... That's yeah. a solid plan. You yeah. Know? It's not the solid. worst plan I've ever had. Right. Oh, wow. boy. <sighs> Sorry all this happened. <laughs> I know. I... <laughs> <laughs> See, I read some article on NPR that was like, if you've had a traumatic childhood or whatever, like you can have health problems later in life because of it. And I'm like, oh man, well that <laughs> I wonder. I wonder. Like, well, yeah. what are with all these fucking ghosts? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. No, I mean, my that igloo cooler bag is like the closest I've ever gotten. That's spooky, man. Yeah. And that, the fact and... that it happened to you as an adult is pretty spooky. Yeah. Well, there's also, I don't, well, I don't have to tell it to you now, I guess, but there is uh, another one that happened that I'm pretty sure my, it was my dad, oh, but he still denies it. Interesting. And that happened as an adult, too. <laughs> so maybe my dad's just messing with me altogether. Yeah, he probably now do this, Skittles. <laughs> yeah. 